When I was in the streets, my OG once told me, he said, for every pack you get, always put something on the side. I said, why, OG? He said, because it's not if a drought is coming, it's when the drought is coming. So when the drought comes, you want to always be the one that got something. So every time I would sell a pack, every time I re-up, I would change out what I had. Every time I would add a little more, every time I would add a little more, when the drought came, I was able to charge a little bit more than everybody else. And I was the one that had it. That's how you make more money in a drought. What's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome to another episode of Trapping Tuesday. Give some round of applause to be here tonight. Give some round of applause for being here tonight. Listen, I know you had a Labor Day. I know you had a weekend full of festivities. But what I want you to understand is that weekend should have had some preparation in it. That weekend should have had you doing a little research in it. That weekend should have had you having a conversation with your family about wealth. See, in order for us to truly, truly take the game of building wealth serious, there are no off days. So before we get started, I want you to like, subscribe, like, subscribe, like, subscribe, and share this episode. So here's what I want to talk about. As soon as we get in, man, we had an, a lot of things happen. And if you like me when the stock market is closed, I feel like something is missing in my life. Like when the stock market is not on, I start looking at businesses that I own to make sure that they still making money. There are no off days when it comes to building wealth. What we have done as a society and as a culture, we have gotten comfortable with being entertained. We have gotten comfortable with being relaxed. We have gotten comfortable with mediocrity. And I want you to understand that the longer you get comfortable with that, the more capacity that you build in that space. Would you think about that right quick? The longer you get comfortable with being comfortable, the greater your capacity is in that space. There is no great greatness in being comfortable. Everything that you want, everything that you aspire to be is on the other side of being comfortable. So I want to start off talking about belief and battle. Belief and battle. We got to believe that where we're heading is attainable. We got to believe and understand that there's a battle to get there. See, I put up this IG post the other day. It was a reel, 
and it talked about life insurance. And I put that post up for a reason because the guy said that life insurance is a scam. Now, the one thing that I've gotten real comfortable and cool with is respecting another person's opinion. Right. So it's not my job to debate your opinion. Right. It's not my job to debate that. But it is my job to see if within that opinion, if there are some truth. And if there are some facts mixed in there somewhere. And if I can find that, if I can find that, then I can filter the rest. So I have been taught and I believe 100 percent that life insurance should be the catalyst to wealth. It is how we transfer it. But inside of that post, the man said the key word was 80 percent of life insurance policies get forfeited. 80 percent. And so the people who give you the life insurance policy often bake that in. That's what in essence, that's what the post was about. So here's what we need to know about that. When you get life insurance. Make sure. That you put it on auto pay. That way you don't have to worry about remembering to pay the bill. Put it on auto pay. It's easier that way. But what we do know is and what we cannot debate is the fact that when we gone. Life insurance allows us to give the next generation. Some bread. We can put them in a position to succeed. I always tell myself that, Trap, you're going to be dead longer than you'll be alive. And so when I tell myself, Trap, you're going to be dead longer than you're alive, it reminds me to make sure I'm doing the things necessary to put my daughter and the people who I love in position to win when I'm gone. That's a key reminder. It is key. So I said something before and I'm going to reiterate what I said before. If you have more in your closet and you have more under your bed than you have in your bank in your investment account on life insurance, we have a problem. That, in essence, is financial trauma. That is financial trauma. Financial well-being is when you have control over your day-to-day. Here's my question. How much of your time do you own? Do you have the capacity to absorb financial shock? Do you have that capacity? Can you absorb the shock if something happens financially around you? 
What I've learned is that this. I've learned that most people in America cannot handle any type of financial catastrophe. Any type of economic turmoil can often put a family out on a curb. But yet, in this day, in this era, right now, I see more jewelry, I see more foreigns, I see more vacations, I see more bags, I see more designer, I see more grills than I've ever seen in my life. So somebody not telling the truth. Either the stats ain't statting or the bank accounts ain't banking. Something ain't right. There is a lack of belief when it comes to building wealth in our community. And it's because of the confusion, the imagery, and the financial training that came before. My goal each and every Tuesday is to equip you and arm you with the most dangerous information so that you can go into battle. Are you ready for battle? <laughs> Are you ready for battle? Knowing how to earn money, knowing how to save money, but not knowing how to invest that money is useless. Not knowing how to pay taxes, not knowing how to pass that money down, not knowing how to shelter is useless. What good is you to learn how to make a million dollars if all you know how to do is spend a million dollars? You have now become a rich slave. That is the financial trauma that I'm always talking about. So every Tuesday, my goal, my objective, my motivation, my mission is to put you on the right track. Three things. I want to make you confident in your investment decisions. I want to teach you how to build wealth. And I want to help you create legacy. Welcome to Travel Tuesdays, man. Whoa, I feel good today. Hey, that was just the intro. That was just the intro. I need, look, if we travel, I need you to say we trapping. Like right now, I want you to play to yourself. Yo, we trapping. I need you to say we trapping. If you're in a chat, say we trapping. Like it, subscribe, you know, share it, all that good stuff. I need you to say we trapping. This is live. Listen, each and every Tuesday, I dedicate myself to giving my people this live, man. It's nothing like it. It's not like it. All right, man. So let's start off with word on the street. All right. Y'all know why I call this word on the street, man, because we already know in the streets is where we get the information first and foremost. We get the information in the street before the news. 
We get the information in the street before the group chat. The group chat be popping before CNN. The group chat be popping before CNBC. The group chat be popping before the local news. That's word on the street. All right? So, man, right now, I like what's going on in the market right now. Let me say that first and foremost. Because we as trappers know that we make more money in a drought. We make more money in a drought. My high. ain't going. God damn it. Right? We make more money in a drought. Why is that, Trap? Because in a drought, we are able to get assets at discount prices. And so we can get an asset at a discount price, then the return on that asset is phenomenal. So let's talk about what's going on right now, right? So today, we had a red day. I'm talking about a red day. I'm talking about Moses split the Red Sea red day. I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about a Moses split the Red Sea kind of red day, right? So the Dow Jones is down 173 points led by 3M. Right? I guess they ain't selling enough tape. Uh, enough glue, right? <laughs> Appreciate the love for the super chat. You hear me? Love. The NASDAQ is down 0.74%. I guess them tech companies ain't, people ain't feeling the tech right now. But here's one of the things I know too. Here's one of the things that, here's one of the things I want to tell you and one of the things I want you to keep note of. So the NASDAQ is full of growth stocks, right? When the market is in turmoil, major investors often leave growth for value. Now, they won't stay there, but no one cares about growth during market turmoil. Everyone cares about the safe play. Everyone cares about the value play. All the big investors want safe money. So they don't care about Growth. The dope part about that is if we have the financial fortitude, God damn, yo, I've been reading. I love when I come up with a word. The financial fortitude. God, write that down. Hey, tell my team, write that down. I need to use that again. When you, if you have the financial fortitude, damn, that's good. Let's just sit on that for a minute. Can we sit on that for a minute? Can we sit on that for a minute? Financial fortitude. Let's just sit on that for a second. That one sat, that one felt good. All right, bet. So if you have the financial fortitude, then you can ease your way into growth. Never go all in because we got a long way to go and we'll talk about that. Right? We'll talk about that. We got a long way to go. So don't go all in on nothing right now. Ease your way in, right? The S&P is down 0.41% led by Bath and Body Works. Man, such a tragedy uh, over the weekend. Uh, the CFO 
of Bath and Body Works jumped out of a window, man. Shout out for the super chat, my brother. Appreciate you, five. Jumped out of a window, man. After the company announced that they want to lay off a lot of people, they were cutting back on a lot, the stock was underperforming. Man, jumping out of a window, man. That's a lot of pressure, man. So I just want, want to take a moment to really just like send some condolences. Fam, I know that's tough, man. Um, bad and body works, man. That is bad and body works, not bad, bad beyond bad and body works. I apologize. Man, that is that is that is that's tough, man. That's when I saw that, it kind of shook me. I was like, damn. Like jump out a window. Yeah, so that was bad and body works. I apologize. Uh yep, bad and body works. Man, that was. That was tough. That one kind of took me for, that one kind of took me for a loop when I when I saw that one. You dig? All right, man. So let's move up, man. Let's move up a little bit. I want to talk about Apple, right? I want to talk about. I want to ask you a question. Right? I want to ask this question: Is Apple, is Apple the best company to own for the next ten? Years. Is Apple the best company to own for the next 10 years? Now, here's what we do know. Here's what I do know. Right? Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. We are now entering a digital ad age. We're now entering an age where a company cannot be good at one thing. Right? A company that is good at one thing will 100% get crushed. Right. So if you're an entrepreneur, you need to take note of that. Don't be good at one thing because they got some hybrid entrepreneurs coming out and they on fire. They on fire. So don't be good at one thing. So if you're an entrepreneur, let me say this. Understand what's going on in business, in the business world. Understand what these major companies are doing. They're diversifying. They're, they're learning other skills. They're learning how to present other products, other services. They're collaborating. They're merging. They're acquiring. Look at that and tell yourself, if you're an entrepreneur, I probably need to be doing the same thing. All right? So is Apple the best company to own for the next 10 years? All right, so let's break down. They don't do one thing. They don't just sell iPhones, right? They have iPhones. They have the App Store, iMacs, iPad, services, Apple Watch, earbuds, and the cloud. Apple has found a great way to make us junkies. We are fiends. We are fiends. We are fiends. Here's why. In order for a company to be A's, you must have multiple prime, uh, business dynamics. And what happens is Apple found a way to get us on more than one product. They found a way to get us addicted to more than one product. If you got the iPhone, you probably got the iMusic subscription. 
Apple Music, and then you're on a cloud. That alone has anchored you to the product. You got the iPhone, you're in the App Store, you got the Apple Music, you're in the cloud. That's a three-headed monster. And so what people often say is that Apple isn't innovative. So a company doesn't have to be innovative if they have the right systems in place. You got to realize that Apple realized that we could not replace Steve Jobs. So they transitioned from just the iPhone business to a service based business that now puts you on subscription. So if innovation is your only argument for Apple, you lose. You lose. They've sold us the same iPhone since 2012. They've sold us the same iPhone since 2012 just gave us a better camera. But all the apps that we love, the App Store is a genius business model that the iPhone now gets 30%. Apple gets 30% of revenue from everyone that creates an app on the App Store. It is a genius business model. I don't have to be super innovative if I have repeat clientele. If you're a business owner, you need to understand this. The best customer I have and the easiest customer to sell to is a repeat customer. They don't got to go get new customers. They have the same customers. They can keep selling the same stuff to and increasing the price. It's called pricing power. Now, all I'm simply saying is, I'm not saying yay or nay. I'm just asking a simple question. Is Apple the best company to own for the next 10 years? You made a decision on your own, man. <laughs> okay, also, man, tomorrow, Apple is having, you know, their Apple event day where they're going to give us four new iPhones. They're going to give us an Apple Watch. And they're going to reveal the iOS 16. Y'all need to move that dope. Y'all need, y'all need to move that dope. <laughs> Let's go, man. I love talking about that, man. How y'all feeling? I hope everybody feeling good. Let's roll into this next part of the show, man. I feel real good today, man. There's a battle going on right now. And the battle is... For home health care. Now, I'm going to be real with you. A company that can dominate the home health care space is a company that can last for a long time. So watch this. Watch what we talk about right here. Before I get into this part of it, we saw Amazon trying to pivot into home healthcare, right? Pill pack. Uh, they bought, I think the company was called Meta, Meta One not long ago. Now watch this. Everybody understands the power of Amazon. Now they're still not the same Amazon where Jeff was at the helm, but it still is Amazon. They still got like the Amazon mystique. You know, like if you hear somebody name, you're like, oh, that's your boy in them. And he's like, oh, that's your boy. Yeah, that's your boy. That's kind of that thing Amazon got like, well, that's your boy in them. Yeah, that's your boy. <laughs> so here's what happened, man, right? So CVS, 
right? CVS just spent $8 billion on a home health care service, Signify Health Inc., right? Signify is a come-to-your-door company, right? They bring the product to your door, right? They bring doctors. They are that, right? Now, they will add 10,000 contracting doctors and clinics to CVS's under the CVS umbrella, right? Giving them control over millions of Americans in the healthcare system, right? CVS, as of now, is the nation's largest, watch this, y'all, the nation's largest healthcare company by revenue. So this deal with CVS and Signify Health would transform CVS from just a pharmaceutical chain to a medical service provider. Combined with the 2018 purchase of Athea, this now takes CVS to the next level. Now I got a question. I got a question. So I always look at stuff from two ways. And I ask myself this question. Did they really beat Amazon out? Because Amazon tried to buy this company. Now, I'm not going to lie. If Amazon would have got this company, it would have been real dangerous. It would have been real dangerous. But my question is, did they move Amazon out the way or did Amazon just up the price on them? So Amazon was trying to get it for like $6 billion. They jump in and get it for $8 billion. So should Signify pop Amazon off for helping them drop the, bring the price up? I'm just saying, like, on some partner, partner, look, I want to give you six. They came in for eight. You can throw me a half because it's because of me that they gave you eight. You, you, like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, because I was going to give you six, if I wasn't going to give you six, you wouldn't have got eight from them. You feel me? Like if I if I ain't come at you with six, they when they came at you with eight. So because they came at you with eight, pop me off one and a half. Oh, <laughs> pop me off one. I deserve that. I deserve that. I deserve that. We call that reneging the game. We pushing the pack. You bumping the price. Look, me and my partner used to do that. Okay, let me tell y'all a story right quick. Can I tell a story right quick? Let me tell a story right quick, right? Me and my partner used to do that when we used to get calls from the auction. So what we used to do? I swear on everything. I, Tim, if you're watching this, I'm about to tell people some game. If my partner Tim watching this, I'm just giving, you some, I'm just giving y'all some game right quick. I was a real hustler, y'all. Like, I was really hustling. I'm like that. I'm the Wall Street Trapper for a reason. Right? So here's what my partner Tim used to do. We used to get called from the auction. And, damn, it's about to sound bad. <laughs> so you know you about to say something and it hits you like, bro, you can't say that, but I'm already committed. I'm already, I'm, I'm, I'm already committed. I'm already committed. I'm already committed. I'm already committed. All right, check it. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. 
All right, so listen, this is what happened. So check it out. Here's what my partner Tim used to do, right? <laughs> Man, Tim gonna say, bro, what you doing? All right, but I'm already committed. I'm already, I'm already committed to the process. <laughs> All right, so check it. This is what we used to do. So we get a car from the auction, right? So you get a car from the auction, and when you get it, like, you don't necessarily know what's wrong with it, right? You don't really be knowing what's wrong with the car because they're going to tell you, like, certain things. They'll say, like, run and drive. They'll say, you know, been in an accident, right? They'll say something like that before, right? So when you get the car, if it got run and drive on it, you think the car is on run and drive. You think, I right, bet, it can still run, right? So it's been a few times, you know, you get the car and you got to put too much work in the, like, you like, bro, like, this ain't it. I ain't want to put this much into this car. So we'll be like, bet. Man, throw it back in the, throw it back in the auction then. Bet. So we put it back in the auction. So you can run a car in an auction three times. Like, you can run it three times. On the third time, you got to keep, you got whatever it go for the third time, that's what it go for. You, you, you out of it. So your goal is to get back what you spent for it and what you don't put into it. You at least want to get that back. But you know, man, a trapper going to be a trapper. I need to make something for my time and effort of putting this car in there. So I will put my stuff in there. I will put the car in there. Right? Same conditions. Run and drive. No, nothing crazy. But I would tell my dog, go bid on my car. Man, go bid on the car, son. Or I'll take his computer and go bid on the car. And we'll push the price up. I'll be like, yeah, stop, 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 stop. All right, cool. Then somebody get it. So we push the price. And so I get the money back. Bam. Ah. That's, that's, listen, it's all good. It is what it is. That was like 10 years ago. It's your boy, Wall Street. <laughs> hey, bro. Man, it's the game, man. Listen, man. I was in the trenches, man. Listen, it's It is what it is. <laughs> is we trapping or is we trapping, yeah? <laughs> I told y'all, man, love. So listen, man, let's move forward, man. Let's go to the next thing, man. Listen, if you know, you know. If you don't know, you just caught up. Catch up, mustard. Catch up, mustard. You sleep out here. You feel me? All right. Listen, let's go to our next part, man. Listen, so, man, Putin, man, Putin is going to, Man, Putin is playing a dirty game right now, man. You're going to either say he's playing a dirty game, a vicious game, or a heartless game. Either way it go, like Putin is playing a different type of game over there in Russia. They playing a different, he playing a different type of chess over there. You feel me? He playing, he playing a different type of chess over there. So what he did was today Putin stops the major pipeline of natural oil and gas in Europe. He stopped it. Like, hey, cut it, cut, shut it down. Shut it down. This 100% creates an energy war in Europe. This creates an energy war. This cripples like, this cripples them. Going into the winter, 
they will probably have large shutdowns and blackouts. And it is not the time to be cold over there. Not only does what Russia do with Europe help them from fertilizer from, to energy, just so many different ways, but it won't just affect them. It would affect everybody globally. Because without that pipeline, people lose jobs. Without that pipeline, people lose heat. Without that pipeline, they now can't barter with America and other countries. Electricity, because it is now also, electricity has soared and is expected to soar two to three hundred percent. I want you to take this in for a second. I want you to take this in for a second. What would you tell Georgia Power? What would you tell Energy? What would you tell them if your light bill went up 300%? You would go push icy on them. Get it back in blood. Can I tell y'all a story right quick? So I remember when I was young, right? Story time with Trap right quick. I remember when I was young and we ain't had no lights. My auntie living in Mid-City. We ain't had no lights. We found that if you take two pieces of copper and you wrap them with black tape, you got to wrap it, right? At 8 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock, if you put the two pieces of copper in, you get lights. But that'd be a certain kind of copper. I can't tell you that. And then you take it out during the day. You put it back on at night because the electric man don't come at night. They come during the day. And we lived for eight months like that. That's real game right there. That is surviving in a trap. That's how I got by for months. Real talk. All right. But I want you to understand that, though. Imagine if your light bill went up. Two hundred percent. That is that is crazy. Right. But let's let's go on top of that, though. OPEC, if you don't, OPEC is where all the oil, that is the big dogs. OPEC sets the tone for oil. OPEC said they are cutting the barrels of oil that's going over there by 100,000 barrels as well. It's going to be a cold winter over there, man. It's going to be a cold winter. And Putin wants Europe to lift those sanctions off of him. He wants them to lift them sanctions off of him. Like he's playing a different type of game over there, yo. He's playing a different type of game. And so now you're in a situation where you're saying like, yo, do we lift the sanctions off him or do we, like it's going to get cold over here. The game cold, but it's fair, man.
Moving on, man. How y'all feeling, man? I hope everybody enjoying it. Man, make sure you like and subscribe, man. Make sure you tell somebody about Trapping Tools, man. Make sure you download the audio when it drop. Make sure. Let's go, man. Let's make this the number one show, man. Let's do that, man. We giving our real game over here, man. Let's move forward, man. Listen. All right, now we going to bring it back to America. We done got Let's come from over there. Let's come back over here. Let's talk to the Americans. Right, we on American soil, right? We are, y'all. I want you to ask this question. I like to pre- I like to present you with questions because I like to I like to make you say, "Damn, I never thought about that." Plus, I like to give you information because I'm a research person, and I love this game. The bear is the bear roaring. Uh, is the bear in hibernation? Ready to go to hibernation? Is the bear roaring or is the bear ready to go to hibernation? What do I mean by that? Right? So we had a rally a week ago. We had a rally that lasted almost a month. And everybody was like, man, the bear market is on, the bear market is on, the bear market is on. And then the last seven days, we back to where we started from. So here's what I want you to know. I talked about this before. I want to say week two I talked about it, but I got to bring it back. Sometimes I got to reiterate things, right? Because here's what I understand. Here's what I know. Here's what I understand. Here's what I know. I understand that a lot of people who are investing right now just got in the market. A lot of people who are investing right now just got in the market. So you are unfamiliar with the cycles, the rallies. You're unfamiliar with that. You probably still playing a game based off of what, what your partner told you, what your girlfriend told you, what your uncle told you, and what you see on TV. Without doing a proper research. You got to always do the research, but you also got to understand similarities. You also got to understand, uh, 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 like, attitudes, and, and it's another word I'm looking for that don't want to come out right now. I can't get it. It's right there to right, like repeat occurrences. Alright, so here's, here's here, let me, let's make it clear. Let's make it clear, right? So let's say you got a girlfriend. Right? It's always easy when I say this. So you got a girlfriend. Right? Tendencies. That's the... Tendencies. You got to understand the tendencies. That go the word. So let's say you got a girlfriend. So you got a wife, girlfriend, your queen, your partner, your significant other, whatever that looks like. Right? And let's say you ask her, do you want something to eat? Babe, you want something to eat? She says, I'm good, babe. You know that she not good. So you say it again, babe, do you want something to eat? No, babe, I'm good. Okay, cool. Now, when you walk out the house, you say, I know she's going to want something I want to eat. Now, at this point, you got two options. Here's your two options. Here's your two options. The first option is you can go get something to eat, come back home without her nothing to eat, she gonna stick a hand in your food. Give me some of that. You gonna say, I thought you didn't want nothing to eat. 
she's going to say, I didn't. I just want some of yours. Now you mad because you don't know where her fingers been at. Now she her fingers in your food. You pissed off. And she's going to say something. Don't act like you don't know where my hand been at. You don't say nothing when. And you got to look at her like, but well, that ain't the point. But she tripping because you asked her three times, was she hungry? Or you be a smart man. You go to spot. You say, aha, I know what she want. And when you come inside, babe, when she reach, uh-uh, you had her hand. We don't do that. I bought you something. You feel me? You feel me? You feel me? Like, you, you open your food up, and she come to you, uh, stop. What? Boy, don't do that. Uh, I got you something. I got you something. Now she love you. Now she love you even more because you thought about her. You just got 10 more cool points. You just went in a group chat. Girl, he got me something to eat. He love me. I'm trying to tell you how this go. Understanding tendencies is what we talking about right here, y'all. <laughs> I'm on fire today. Hey, am I on fire? Golly, I'm on fire. You feel me? Understanding the tendencies. You feel me? You understand the tendencies. So, I'm, let's... <laughs> now, hey, that is not another financial literacy show like this. Listen. That's not another family. That's not another show like this. That's nobody else like Trapping Tuesdays. Oh, man. So, here's what we're talking about, right? If you like that, what I just, if you like that segment just now, go on and like the show, man. Like that. Subscribe to it, man. Comment. Share that thing out, man. If you like that just now, right? If you like, I just gave you some game that ain't got nothing to do with investing. I just told you how to be, I just told you how to get in the group chat, bro. I just told you. I just, I just told you how to get in the group chat. Once you get in the group chat, my guy, it's done. It's done. What, especially in the group chat for food. Bruh, the next best thing to go on a vacation is food, bruh. I don't want to go on a vacation. I can't go on a vacation, but I got food. I'll take it. I can promise you. I don't care if she's a vegan. I don't care if she don't eat red meat. I don't care if she's a pescatarian. I don't care which food. Food. You that guy. You're that guy. Group chat it is. Group chat me. The group chat is group chat. The group chat is group chat. All right, man. Let's go. <laughs> I love y'all, man. Y'all can take me for who I am. Like Mary's, take me who I am. I love it. All right. So what we got to understand is tendencies, right? We got to understand tendencies. We got to understand that. The reason I said it, this is the first time in 12 years that we have seen a true bear market, y'all. This is the first time in 12 years that we've seen a true bear market. This is the one time where the Fed it's not saving us. This is the one time where the Fed is not saving us. 
So this is what a bull, this is what a bear market looks like, y'all. It is aggressive, it is rough, it is violent. It can go on for days at a time. We are in a deep bear market. My suggestion is you find companies that you love and you ease your way into those companies. Don't go all in on nothing. The NASDAQ has been down for seven days in a row. We haven't seen that since 2016, y'all. We haven't seen that since 2016, y'all. So here I want to I show you some numbers right quick. Right, so from 2000 to 2002, right, from 2000 to 2002, we had five bear market rallies. What is a bear market rally? It is when we're in a bear market and the market still rallies deep within the bear market. In 2002, we saw a 19% bear market rally. We saw a 20% bear market rally. We saw an 8% bear market rally. We saw a 21% bear market rally. And we saw another 21% bear market rally. We saw three 21% rallies in that deep recession of 2000 and 2002. Here's the thing. The one we got from June 16th to July was 17%. So it was right on par. But guess what we saw? We saw lower lows. So for every rally, it got low, but then we saw a lower low. And then it rallied, and then it got low, and then we saw a lower low. And then it rallied, and then it got low, and then we saw a lower low. So what I'm telling you is, what we are seeing this lad that we passed is right on par for what we should be expecting. So when you go outside and go get something to eat, bring your girl something back, something to eat. So when you see the market rallying, remember, this is a bear market rally. We're not in a bull market. Did that make sense to everybody? Yo, y'all ain't really like clapping and liking for how I'm teaching right now. Like, y'all, I can, I can see you, like, like, damn, that's good. But, like, I don't see you, like, pounding. Right? You should be sharing this. Because we teaching right now. Nobody going to teach you the way trap teach you, man. Right? So I want you to understand that, man. So here, bear markets are aggressive, y'all. So when you find companies you like, like, don't just go all in. Load the clip. Load the clip. Bust off. You remember in Harlem Nights, you had the, and then you had the, and you had the, and then you had the, I just need you to be going like, I don't need you to be unloading. I don't need you to be Eddie Murphy tripping. I just need you to... That's it. Get your foot in. That's it. All right. Move on, man. Let's go to the next... Hey, I'm having fun tonight. I'm having fun tonight, man. Right? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get into this heat check, man. Right? And so what this heat check is, I like to give you an idea of why the market is moving, why it's moving. Right? So when you see the red and you see the green, you don't really understand what's making it do what it do. So we had 
664,912 calls. That's how many calls happened today. We also had 4 million, dang, 4,152,952 puts. The puts was putting. The bears were in the game. That gave us a put call ratio of 1.13%. Here's what we know. If you go back, we talk about the heat check. What is that? So anything over 1% is bear market fear. Anything 0.9 down is entering greed. 0.7 all the way is extreme greed. We are in fear. We're at 1.13%. We had 4,153,952 puts in action today, y'all. They full on in bear market mode right now. They in full on bear market mode. What do we do, trap? Oh, okay. I see they putting. Let me look at my watch list right now. Let me get my investor identity together so I can understand what companies I need to be tiptoeing in right now. We make more money in a drought. Okay, most people want to know where I get this, kind of, this term from. Okay, let me tell a story right quick. Right? Let me tell a story right quick. It's a good story. When I was in the streets, my OG once told me, he said, for every pack you get, always put something on the side. I said, why, OG? He said, because it's not if a drought is coming, it's when the drought is coming. So when the drought comes, you want to always be the one that got something. So every time I would sell a pack, every time I would re-up, I would change out what I had. Right? So when I re-up, I see the stuff that I did have, I would switch that with the new stuff, add a little more, and I would sell what I had to last. And I always, I was disciplined enough to keep doing that. And I would always add a little more. Every time I would add a little more. Every time I would add a little more. When the drought came, I was able to charge a little bit more than everybody else. And I was the one that had it. That's how you make more money in a drought. That's how you make more money. Yo, we is trapping. Is we trapping? Is we trapping? That's where the term make more money in a drought came from. That's where that came. My trappers know. So when I tell you make more money in a job, I'm just telling you, yo, like, find companies that you love, buy them a little bit at a time. If the market goes down, you average down piece by piece in those companies that you love. Bring your cost basis down. We're going to make money. If you're a trapper, you're going to make money in a drought. If you're not a trapper, you're on the sideline asking why they making money like that. Moving on, man. I'm just, I'm feeling it tonight. I ain't going to lie. Like, you feel me? <laughs> Heat check, man. So right now, man, we got, here's what the sector's looking like. Here's the sector performance for the day, man. We got consumers discretionary down 1.1%. We got consumers staples down 0.99%, almost 1%. We got energy. Mine is 3.36%. We got the financials down 0.42%. Healthcare. Healthcare down 0.66%. Industrials down 1.48%. Materials down 1.71%. Real estate investment trust, which is REITs, real estate is down 1.45%. 
uh, information technology down 1.08%, communications and services down 0.79%, and utilities are down 1.46%. Everybody is down. Check this out. Here's a stat that I want you to know. Today, 213 stocks are up. 419 stocks are down. Compare 419 stocks down with 4 million and something puts coin in, telling us in, inflation at an all-time high, interest rates high. Bear market for us, family. The data tells us what we need to do. Don't ignore the numbers. All right, man. Let's move on, man. How y'all feeling tonight, man? I'm having a good god dog on time, man. I'm having a good time, man. Right? And we still don't run from the street. I ain't even getting into the other stuff. Yo, my audio person gonna be like, bro, you felt like talking tonight. Bro, I don't care. That's what we do. All right, man. So look, let's talk about the digital ad game, man. So I talked about this earlier, man. Like the digital ad game is... Like, this is going to be a dominant space. As we get into technology, as we get into um, that ad space, as we get into that uh, those chips, as we get into that age, whoever can own this space is a giant. Right? Whoever can own this space is a giant. So, Who's going to own it? Is it Meta? Is it Amazon? Is it Google? Is it Apple? Is it Microsoft? Who's going to own it? But here's what I want you to know. When we look at these companies, these companies are all good, but there's only three of them that are really dominant in the digital ad space. There's only three of them that's really dominant. Google because they are dominant in the search engine space. Right? They're dominant in the search engine space. Meta is dominant in the social media space. Amazon is dominant in the e-commerce space. Now watch what I'm about to tell you. The dominant tool are Google and Amazon. Here's why. True enough, Facebook has the social media platform, but when Apple made that one tweak and they said, do you want this app to attract you? And it came like that 97% of the people said, don't allow. That took billions off the Facebook ad game. It took billions. Here's why I talked about earlier. Ooh, that's a, that's a good segue into what I'm going to get into later. Right? A business must be able to do multiple things. A business must be able to do multiple things. Anytime you get on Google, there is nothing stopping you. You can get on Google. Like, we get on Google no matter where we at. So they got the search engine on lock. Amazon, they can double down. Not only are they in that e-commerce killing it, but they also got the cloud. But they killing it 
any e-commerce. So those are your big two. When you're looking about ad, digital ad game, who's going to be able to run the most ads? Hold that down, man. Some game right here tonight, man. Let's go, man. We trapping or we trapping, man. So, are the fang stocks washed? Is Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google, is it over for them? Now, I will say this. When Kramer created this, if you got in Fang when Fang was Fang, you made some money. You made some money. But, as with all things, there's been a transition. There's been a transition. There's a new acronym that is now abroad. There's a new acronym that's at play. So how do we feel about this next set of stocks, the Microsoft, the Apple, the Teslas, the NVIDIAs, and the Amazon? How do we feel about that? How do we feel about that? How do we feel about that transition to those. I personally don't have a problem with it. It's okay. Right? But there is another set. That Manta, or however you say it, <laughs> however you say it, right? That Microsoft, Apple, Tesla, Amazon, NVIDIA, Alphabet, that is a starting five. My only thing is because it's all tech, but it is a starting five. It is a damn good starting five. I ain't gonna lie. Even though Nvidia is like taking a lashing right now, I think they got good room to play the metaverse. They got good room in the gaming. Even though you know they're taking a hit with this GPU, that ship is definitely taking a banger. We talked about this the week before, like 50% of their revenue will be affected by that. But with a great revenue, with a great management team, with a great balance sheet, I think they can figure it out. I think they can figure it out. Let's go, man. Ooh, we traveling tonight, man. Listen, so if you can't buy a Porsche, invest in the Porsche stock. So, man, Porsche is expected to do an IPO. Right, and that IPO will be worth about anywhere between 64 to 80 billion dollars. Now, the dope part about that is Ferrari set the standard because Ferrari is on the stock market, U.S. stock market, under the ticker symbol race, R-A-C-E. Stock not doing pretty good right now just because what's going on. But would you buy a poor stock? I'm not mad at it. You know, the Panamera. I ain't mad at it. I probably wouldn't buy the stock, though. But it's a big IPO coming up real soon. So check this out, man. I'm going to take one minute. Take one minute to let y'all see and hear about Trapper Apparel, Inc. Let's go, family. You did. <laughs>
What a drink, FM. Yeah. How that look? How that? How that is? That's an interfere? I gotta speed it up a little bit. All right, I gotta speed up. How much? Twenty seconds left. George, you give me a drink out there. Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! How you feel, Jose? I gotta speed it up. I gotta speed it up. What's good, what's good, what's good, what's good? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so we back. Let's get to it, man. Now we gonna trap, man. Now we gonna get into it. Man, this week's certified trap of the week, man, we are talking about none other than Jack Bogle, man. Jack Bogle was an American investor, philanthropist. Man, he is the founder. He was the chief executive of Vanguard Group, man. Jack just passed away not long ago, man. He is the inventor of the index fund. Right now, Vanguard is worth about $7.5 trillion. That's how much assets they got under management, man. They're the number one asset management group, better known as the VOO. Right? So shout out to Jack, man. He always said, man, don't look for the needle in the haystack. Just buy the haystack. So he came up with the index fund. He said and he figured that the best thing to do, man, was just buy the index as a whole and not an individual stock, man. Shout out to Jack Bogle, man. This week's, man, learning the lingo is moving averages, right? A moving average is a price of futures contracts are stocks during a certain period of time. These are like your technicals, right? Um, it tells us the direction and the momentum of a stock that can be over a certain period. The three major moving averages that I like to use and see are the 50-day, the 100-day, and the 200-day. In order to be a great investor, you 100% must understand your moving averages, man. Let's go, man. Let's go. Right? Let's break this brick down right quick for y'all. This segment is brought to you by none other than Travis Anonymous, man. Travis Anonymous is a group, is a community. It is a family that is dedicated to, one, increasing your confidence, two, letting you know and understand that you can be successful in the market. Not only do we do quizzes, we do live classes, but we want to just serve for the next 20 years, man. Travelers Anonymous is a group that is dedicated to helping you on a journey to building wealth because it's hard to do this by yourself. When you don't know something, you got to be a part of a community and you got to be a part of a family. Where else would you rather go than Travelers Anonymous? We do something Monday through Sunday to teach you, to educate you so you can educate your next generation. Come join us at Travelers Anonymous, man. Let's go, man. <laughs> So we're going to break this brick down. None other than Simon Property Group. So Simon Property Group is a real estate investment trust that invests in shopping malls, outlet centers, and lifestyle centers. They are the largest owner of shopping malls in the United States. Right? They own 99 malls across America. King of Persia Mall in Philly, Aventura Mall in Miami, Galleria in Houston, uh, Phipps Plaza in Atlanta, Lennox in Atlanta, 
They own over 2.6 million square feet. They actually pay a great dividend out. So if you own Simon Property Troop, if you love real estate, you want to get in the market, we call this flipping bricks on Wall Street. <laughs> this right here, man, is my favorite. This is my favorite part of Trapping Tuesdays. It is none other than the Wealth Track. This week is brought to you by Exhibit. Here's what he says. Diversify your millions. You can live off the interest. Make every revenue stream flood. You see where it took me. Let's break that down. Let's talk about that. First of all, he's saying, let's just diversify your millions. Let's diversify your money. Let's put your money in places where it can make money for you. Let's live off the interest. Let's live off the dividends. Let's live off the money that your money can make you. Make every revenue flood. Once you get a revenue that's going, once you get that revenue moving, man, make it flood. Once you get a good investment, double down on it. Make it flood. And he said, you see where it took me. What happens is this, yo. How many people we know, athletes, entertainers, rappers, people that come into money, what happens when they get the money? What happens when they get the money? They blow it. And when they blow it, you can't get it back. So shout out to Exhibit for that, man. Shout out to for that well track. We love that. We love that. We love that. None other than wise words from the OG, man. This is when I like to personally have a conversation with you. I want to give you something that you can listen to and live with until next week. I want you to trailblaze a new movement. I want you to think about tradition. I want you to think about truth. And I want you to think about transformation. Traditions are the things. It's the morals, the principles that give us formation. And it's the things that we can look back on and see what the people before us laid down as a foundation for us. The truths are the pillars that we reflect on and they help us move with integrity. But do they both cause transformation? Transformation, the key word in that word is form. Does that tradition give us truth that make us form? And that's not always the case. I want you to think about your tradition that you have now, the truth that you are living now, and ask yourself, does that transform? What happens is we live off old traditions, and while they may be rich in culture, they may lack the necessities for the times we're in now. I'm not saying throw away the traditions, but what I am saying is we may have to evolve them. It's like getting a recipe. When you get a recipe from your family, sometimes you just got to tweak it a little bit. Not a lot because the foundation is set. But sometimes that little tweak makes it better for the next generation. I was once told this story. And it says that 
one Christmas, a grandmother, a great-grandmother, a mother, and a grandchild were all together. And the, grand, the great-grandmother sat in the kitchen in the living room. The, great grand, the grandmother was in the kitchen watching the mother, and the daughter saw the mother put the ham in the pan. And the daughter said, Mom, why are you cutting the ends off the ham? And the mother said, because I saw my mother do it. Go ask her. And so the granddaughter went. She said, grandmother, my mama, why do my mama cut the ends off the ham? And she said, because my great-grandmother did it. And so she went to her and said, great-grandmother, why do you cut the ends off the ham? And the great-great-grandmother said, because when we had the ham, we didn't have pots that was big enough. So for three generations, we've been cutting the ends off the ham, but the pots done got bigger. So what I want you to understand that while the tradition may be amazing, we got to evolve it just a little bit. So I want to ask you, what do you do right now to evolve the tradition? What are some of the truths that you know now that the old tradition didn't give you that you can use now to cultivate the new generation? I want you to understand the values that you have right now. What pillars, what principles, what mantras, what money scripts do you have right now that you took from the old tradition, that you took from the old culture that ain't working right now and you got to evolve? What do you do? What do you do that makes the next generation better? Because here's what I do know. If you leave here today or tomorrow and your life has an impact or made the next generation that's coming better, and you wasted everybody's time. It's your boy, the Wall Street Trapper. I love y'all. I'll see y'all next week on Trapping Tuesdays. I'm out.